Podcast. <lacht> Scaredcast, everybody. Um, doing something a little different. I've been sick, so we were not able to record when we normally record. That's why this episode is a day late. Um, I'm just throwing one together real quick. Solo show, just me. Uh, Brandon will be back on next week's episode, I think. Um, yeah, but I'm all better now. Uh, no one's sick anymore. I just, I was going to put up a rerun, but I don't want to. We've been pretty good at putting out new content every single week, and I don't want to break that. So, just going to do a short one by myself. We have a Dan from Down Under coming up at the end of the show. And for the Otero Ranch Ghost Investigation winner, we're going to reach out to them on Facebook. So if you get a Facebook message from us, uh, either me, Tony, or Brandon, uh, that means you're the winner, and you're going to come on a ghost investigation with us. And if you don't receive a message, sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but in October, we're going to do all kinds of giveaways and stuff. We're going to do more ghost investigations. We want to do one that is just kind of free for anybody to come to. And we want to get as many of you guys out there as possible. So stay tuned for all that info. I don't got a whole lot for this week. I just got a few weird things I came across. Um, in Australia, speaking of Dan from Down Under, there was an Australian woman who uh, reported an encounter with a yaoi. Uh, and a, a yaoi is basically Bigfoot. But in Australia, they call him a Yowie in Australia. I don't know why they can't just call him Bigfoot, too. But, okay. A uh, woman claims to have had a terrifying encounter with the Bigfoot of Down Under. The Yowie, the harrowing experience, reportedly occurred back in March. Uh, it was picked up by Australian media just this week. The unnamed woman, she says she was driving along a dirt road in the middle of the night when she made a pit stop near a large clearing. After a few moments outside her car, I'm assuming she had to go to the bathroom. Uh, after a few moments outside, the woman heard something rustling in the bush around her, and she let out a howl to see if it might be a dog. The creature responded with a similar howl, followed by a growl and some grunting. Sensing that danger may be afoot, she pulled out a cricket bat. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> She pulled out a cricket bat, uh, presumably brought with her uh, just in case she, you know, for such a situation where she had to get out of the car and go to the bathroom and needed to smack something around with a cricket bat. I mean, that makes sense. If I lived in Australia and I had to drive down scary dirt roads in the middle of the night, I would carry something as well. And a cricket bat would probably be that. Uh, she pulled out a cricket bat. She then knocked on a nearby tree as a warning to whatever the uh, mysterious noisemaker was. To her surprise, she heard the sound repeated out of the darkness. So she knocked and they knocked back, which led to a brief exchange of knocks between the woman and the unseen thing. By this point, she was fed up with the situation, so she began howling and screaming to scare it away. That's when everything went pear-shaped, she says. Is that a thing in Australia? When things go pear-shaped? Dan, you'll have to confirm for us. She said she was suddenly 
Oh, excuse me. She said, as suddenly as she could hear something very large rumbling down the hill towards her. What have I gotten myself into? She recalled, thinking and noted I had really bad vibes from this thing. She smartly made a dash for her car and made it to a safely... Ugh. Uh, hang on. She made a, I'm reading this, uh, this is from coast to coast AM. Uh, if you guys don't know coast to coast AM, you need to go to the website. It says here, she smartly made a dash for her car and made it to the safely made it to her vehicle. <laughs> coast to coast. You got to check this article out, dude. This is a wacky sentence. Anyway, she made it safely to her vehicle where she turned on the high beams and was stunned by what she saw. It was a seven, eight foot tall, hairy bipedal beast with eyes that looked to be about the size of golf balls. Perhaps most off-putting about that creature was that it smelled like five week old roadkill. Uh, she didn't get a chance for a photo because she, uh, she went to take the photo, but as soon as she can get a photo, it took off down the hill and it was gone. So, that's going on. Dan from Down Under, you need to check out these yaoi situations you got going on up there. And let us know about this pear-shaped saying people say. Everything went pear-shaped, mate. Um, nope, nope, sorry. Nope, okay. This website's asking if I want to uh, disable my ad blocker, and that is not happening. So, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, all right, we're going back to... Uh, so that was a little cryptid news. Now we're going to get into the weird news stuff because guess what? A man was rushed to the hospital after stuffing 15 hard-boiled eggs. Guess where? That's right. If you said but, you're a winner. 29-year-old man boiled eggs with his partner and before peeling them and putting them up his bottom. He's in critical dick condition after stuffing 15 hard-boiled eggs up his butt while high on drugs, as one does. He's from the Netherlands, who, as much as I know from Netherlands, they know how to party. Uh, he has not been identified, but that's fine. We don't need to know his name. He was under the influence of GHB, which apparently is a common date rape drug, when he started boiling eggs with his partner. When they... When, God, dude, every article I read, there's just typos and crap all over the place. Get your stuff together, man. This is from the mirror. When they were cooked, he peeled them and then decided to put them into his bottom. Uh, he started getting stomach pains later that night, as you would, you know, would think it would happen. And was rushed to the hospital. Um... Yeah, so he had a bunch of eggs in his butt. They did a, a CT scan on them and saw what was going on inside of there. The eggs were removed as well as we could, and the uh, abdominal cavity was rinsed. So there you go. The eggs caused a giant rupture of the gastrointestinal wall, which was sewn up by the doctors. Basically, he shoved a bunch of eggs up there and his guts ripped open from it and they had to pull the eggs out and sew them back up. He spent several days in the hospital and then he was sent home, so he is a-okay now. Good job, dude. Just don't put anything else in your butt. Okay? Okay. Um, hmm. 
what uh, where are we at here? Here we go. I'm also uh, this is also a little solo podcast. This is maybe a little experiment too. I've been thinking about doing a solo podcast, another podcast myself called Tony's Baloney, and you know I'll have people on, and sometimes it'll just be by me, and sometimes it'll be other people with me, and I don't know. I was thinking about it. You guys let me know. If you guys want to hear me do my own solo podcast, you tell me. And maybe we'll do one. We'll get callers calling in. Other people joining me live. We'll uh, talk about the news, pop culture, what's happening on TV, whatever we want, really. We'll kind of do whatever. We kind of do whatever we do here on ScaredyCast, but we don't stray too far away as much as we can unless it comes to talking about Suicide Squad or God knows what else, but uh, on my own podcast, Tony's Baloney, we can do whatever we want. Um, so we're just going to do a little general discussion here. We're going to talk about the, the most terrifying and haunted places you'd never want to visit. This is from fashionbeans.com. They say these places are so scary, you would never want to go there. Number one on their list is St. George's Church in the Czech Republic. Um, they say that this church was had, was starting to fall apart. Paint started to peel. Windows falling out. Local city council wanted to do something, and artist Jacob Hadrava had an idea that he would fill the pews up inside the church with ghosts. He said... Uh, there's not really a grand artistic statement, by the way. He just decided to make this church into one of the creepiest places on the planet by putting a bunch of ghosts. He, it's basically just like, it looks like mannequins or something, like wrapped up in spooky sheets. It does look very spooky. If I was there in the middle of the night by myself, I would start crying. But I would never go there. I'd go there during the day with some friends and just be like, whoa, this looks crazy. But I don't think I would ever put it as number one on the most terrifying place ever list. Uh, number two, though, is definitely super creepy. It is the Island of the Dolls. Uh, it's located south of Mexico City. Uh, it's a small island that's completely covered with doll parts. Locals claim that a girl drowned near the island, and when the island's caretaker found a doll floating next to her body, he picked the doll up and hung it on a tree. Uh, the caretaker says that the, the spirit of the deceased girl continues to visit him. He did what any lo logical person would do. He found more dolls, tore them into pieces, and hung their parts on trees. He now claims that the dolls themselves are possessed by the girl's spirit. In any case, uh, the island is super creepy during the day and absolutely terrifying at night, as you could imagine. Number three is the Odessa Catacombs. Uh, this is this is in the Ukraine. Uh, there's a winding sequence of tunnels that were abandoned by civilization. Uh, some people claim that there are 1,550 miles of tunnels, but nobody really knows for sure. There are also plenty of legends about what the catacombs house. Some claim that there are buried Nazi treasure. Others say that there's thousands of bodies buried deep in the tunnels. The most disturbing legend claims on New Year's Eve, a woman got lost while exploring the tunnels with friends. 
She was reportedly found weeks later. She'd passed away. But first she'd wandered for days with no light, no food, and only the echoing sounds of the catacombs to keep her company. Okie dokie. Next up, the Chapel of Bayonne's. So uh, this is in Portugal, and it's a church made of bones. It was built in the 16th century by a monk who decided to build human bones and skulls into the walls of this church. He wanted to remind his fellow monks that life was brief and not permanent. This was a common theme in chapels of this era, but few monks took it as literal as this guy did. Uh, there's a message at the entrance that says, We bones that here are for yours await. What? We bones that here are for yours await. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, right there. So it even says in this article, poetry wasn't their strong suit. All right. Uh, the bones look super creepy. I'm looking at some pictures of them, and yeah, this is pretty terrifying because where the hell did they get all these bones? Uh, they use fifth. It says... It's made up of 5,000 skeletons to create this place. Uh, where did they get these skeletons? Someone find out. I'll find out. Um, let's see. Next up on the list, we got the Willard Asylum. It's in New York. It was a, an asylum for the chronically insane. Um... And it was basically just for people who were just too unstable to be out in the general public. It was constructed in late 1800s and was shut down and abandoned in the 1960s. Um, Willard Asylum was a... That's not to say... Well, blah. Sorry. Um, there was a place, uh, there was a lot of cruel things happening in this place, it says. Uh, it says patients who checked in the Willard Asylum would not check out. And the conditions could be very harsh. Um, that's why it's just completely abandoned and broken down. Nobody to this day has bothered to repair the building or do anything. It's just there abandoned. So you can probably go check this creepy place out. It does offer occasional tours. And, uh, yeah, so... If you want to go to a creepy-ass abandoned hospital, the Willard Asylum in New York is the place to go. Uh, the Union Cemetery in Easton, Connecticut, is the site of one of the most enduring legends in American folklore. Ghost hunters refer to it as one of the most haunted places in the country. Uh, this is the home of the White Lady. The White Lady is a female ghost dressed in pure light. She said to roam the cemetery with long flowing hair, occasionally making her way out to a nearby roadway before vanishing. One firefighter even claims that he dented his car by accident when he ran into the ghost. Ooh. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, the uh, you know those two, they're from those Conjuring movies. They were based on those. They investigated the Amityville Horror. They also visited the cemetery numerous times. They wrote an entire book about the place. Um, if you believe these two or not, that's up to you. I don't know much about them. I never watched the Conjuring movies because they look terrifying. And I'm a big scaredy cat. You want to know how scaredy I am? You want to know how, like, a big wuss that I am? 
Uh, I was going to record this solo episode last night at like 2 in the morning so that we would still be able to release this at 8 in the morning on Monday like we always do. And I was too scared to look up all this uh, stuff in the middle of the night by myself. So I figured today during the day would be a better time. Uh, here we go. We got the Hill of Crosses, number 8. Um, it's in Luth- Lithuania. What, oh God, I know how to say it. I just can't say it. L- you know, it's far away. That's like it's far. Lithuania. Why can't I say it? I know how to say it, and I've heard people say this word, but I can't say the word. Lithuania. Lithuania. What? Oh, shut up. Um, you know, they got a lot of crosses there. That's it. The Hill of Crosses. It's located somewhere in this place. Uh, devout Christians in Soviet-occupied Russia would visit the hill to leave crosses near a statue of the Virgin Mary. Now there's thousands, maybe, geez, looks like there's millions, maybe. There's a ton of crosses here at this place. Uh, That didn't sit well with Soviet occupiers at the time, as the communist government was strongly opposed to organized religion in most circumstances. Soviet police would tear down the crosses, but they'd return as more and more religious pilgrims made their way to the hill. Uh, With all that said to this day, this hill of crosses is still there, and there's thousands of them, man. It's crazy. Looks like someone's crazy messed up yard sale going on. So that's that. That's the spookiest places there is in the world, according to this, uh, according to Fashion Beans. Fashion Beans. It's a website all about fashion, but they're talking about the spookiest places in the world. You guys are weird. That's okay. We're a podcast about ghosts, and sometimes I talk about how shitty Jared Leto is as a joker. What are you going to do? Um, that's all I really got, man. Uh, I kind of just wanted to keep it short for this one. Um, save the rest for when Brandon's here. Uh, you guys, like, I, I'm happy to report that Spirit Halloween locations are open. I went to one the other day, and it seems like every year they're stepping up their game. Now there's, uh, they have, it's not a, it's, there's like one hallway you go down. When you go inside over there, I have an actual walkthrough haunted house inside of Spirit Halloween's now. You go in through the front door, and there's just one hallway, and you just turn right, and you walk right out. But it's something. It's, you know, I think it's pretty cool. They got things inside that jumping around and scaring the crap out of you. Um, they got a lot lot of... Ho- <laughs> Sorry. They have a lot of Hocus Pocus stuff now. I'm trying to track down all the Funko Pops. Uh, they, I have Winifred and Mary. I just have to find a Sarah Funko Pop. Um, and apparently these are going fast. Uh, they also now have uh, Fortnite costumes and accessories. But I talked to the, the lady at Spirit, and this is going to be a nightmare for everybody involved. It's going to be, uh, you know, moms are going to get super mad about this. And people who work at Spirit Halloween, this is just going to be the worst for them because I know how people are. But they said at Spirit, the Fortnite costumes are limited to two costumes per person. So if you have three kids and they all want to be Fortnite characters, guess what? You can only buy two costumes for them. Maybe you'll have to, I don't know, go out to your car and then come right back in and buy another. I don't know, man. They really can't stop you too much from doing anything but i just know i can already see it in my mind you know those moms 
I've dealt with those kind of moms when I worked at Spirit Halloween. And yeah, it's just going to be a big mess. Anyways, just a heads up. If you're hoping to go and ransack the Fortnite section and buy a bunch of everything, they're going to limit you to how much you can buy. Um, other than that, they have some cool, they have a Ghostbuster Proton packs now that are like replica things and actually pretty cheap. Um, yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff. I think this is probably one of the better years for Halloween stuff at Spirit Halloween. So big props to Spirit Halloween. Sponsor of Spirit Halloween. That'd be sweet. Um, this is coming out on uh, the morning of August 28th. And it's a coincidence because Starbucks, as of today, is now carrying pumpkin spice lattes. So happy pumpkin spice latte day, everybody. Um, I, you know, I'm going to be drinking mine every day. Well, not every day, but more days. I'm going to drop my kid off at school and go get a pumpkin spice latte every single morning. It's not going to be great for my diet, but it's pumpkin spice latte and it's limited time. So I'm just going to drink my pumpkin spice latte in the morning and eat healthy all day long because I'm trying to lose some weight. Um, as always, you know, follow us on our social media. You can find everything at scaredycast.com. Support us at patreon.com slash scaredycast. Um, we want to do a whole lot more with this podcast, but we definitely need some support because we can't really dedicate much time to the podcast due to this stuff called work and bills and mess. So if we, uh, you know, get a bunch of supporters going on, we can focus more on this because I won't have to work as much and that'd be awesome. Um, we're going to have a lot of things going on in October for Halloween. I'm trying to put together a scaredy cast ghost investigation uh there is the orterra ranch one but i want to do another one where it's just uh you don't have to pay to go it's just going to be a big party i'm trying to put together a couple live podcast recordings where you guys can come have some drinks hang out and we'll record the podcast right there and i also want to put together maybe a movie screening somewhere i think that'd be super cool uh we'll see um we're gonna do Ned dan from down under right now and uh, I think that's all. I don't know. That's all I got. So there you go, guys. Short episode, but it's an episode. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Give me some feedback on this solo episode. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you guys think I should uh, dive into the depths of doing a second podcast where it's me rambling on about news and movies and whatever the hell I want. And bye. G'day, ScaryCast. Dan from Down Under. Now, I've got a very important topic I want to talk about here today. I know there's lots of things going on in the world at the moment, political, environmental, and otherwise, but I think we can all agree there's one major... well, not one major thing, a group of incidences that are happening that is just detrimental to society as we know it, and that is these people that are doing their poos in public. These public poos. I've seen it everywhere. You guys have talked about it on the podcast. Another podcast I listen to have talked about it. It's on the news. It's on the it's on the news as for like three nights in a row in some instances where they follow up on these stories. Um, it's doing my head in. But and, and most of them are the, like there's ones that are getting up early in the morning and going for their morning run, get halfway through their run and realize they gotta take a crap more often than not in exactly the same spot, more often than not after they've even been photographed of all things, God forbid, taking these dumps in the in, in public. Um, now, 
I could put up with this when it was coming, when the news stories were coming from England and Australia, because uh, England and America, because, you know, it wasn't happening in my front yard, so to speak. Although it might happen in your front yard. Um, I was devastated to hear this practice happening in Australia. Now, the first thing I've got to say about this, on one hand, I can kind of see where they're coming from, like why this is happening. Um, at different points, I have gone on health kicks and um, probably inspired by some article or whatever from a men's health magazine or a tweet from The Rock or something like that about how all the successful people get up early and exercise, I have honestly given it a crack myself. Um, not for, not overly successful, in my, I might add, but um, most of the time, though, I would get halfway through my workout and the urgent call of nature would hit me like a ton of bricks and nothing would piss me off more than having to get yourself out of bed, be committed to exercise, and have to cut your routine short to take a frickin' dump. Now, this is me working out in my garage. So I had the luxury of doing of using the pooper in my house. Uh, so in a way, I can understand their issue. When you gotta go, you gotta go. But what I don't get though, is when you know this will happen and you head out for your morning run anyway, getting into that favorite spot behind the light pole of the main street, stretching the lycra to one side and letting rip. And what about the poor bastard who steps on it later in the morning? Or, or, what about the poor bloody dog that gets the blame for it? He'd be all like, nah, fuck off, it wasn't me. To which the owner would be like, oh yeah, come on Rex, who was it then? That bloke running up off the road up there with that brown stain in his lycra? Yeah, right. Uh, now, I'm not sure about the others, uh, the other incidences, but the one that has, the one incidence that has really kicked me off was this, there was one in, a, in Queensland, it's going back a few weeks now, but um, who was even caught on camera, <laughs> security camera or something like that, pooping in the same spot. And I know one of the news people in, in Australia, one of the news um, guys uh, had the, ran the picture in the paper of this guy, like a rabbit in headlights. Uh, <laughs> Squatting there, doing his uh, his morning business. It was it was so bizarre. It was funny. Um, anyway, yeah, I pitch made it. You would think that maybe that would be enough for the, to make this person stop, but no, it didn't. If anything, the infamy made it all the more exciting, and they carried on with it. Give me a break. Like, surely at the very least, you make sure your running route takes you past a public toilet or something. I'm just saying. All right, so. Like I said, not one of the biggest incidences in the world at the moment, but it's one that's really been giving me the shits. Pardon the pun. Now, speaking of running, I quickly saw online the other day um, a runner in a marathon, uh, a female runner in, in a marathon. I think it was overseas somewhere, I'm not sure. Like I said, half ass internet research. Um, anyway, she got a blood nose, like very early on in the race. She, uh, she got this blood nose. Um, and rather than stopping getting it sorted, being the dedicated athlete that she is, she kept running and finished the race. And she won with this fucking blood pissing out her nose. Um, she finished, crossed the finish line looking like she had been attacked by Freddie or something like that. But uh, you've got to give her um, kudos for the will, will to win right there. Um, all right, guys. So yeah, I know that was a bit of a bizarre bizarre thing to talk about. Oh, sorry. There's one more thing I want to talk about to finish off this week. Now, there's a game series that I play on my phone that I think you guys would be interested in. Um, it's by a company, the name of the company and the name of the game series is called Rusty Lake. Um, 
they are just bizarre games and they just they almost do my head in but they are enticing all the same and i just can't get enough of them there's um there's a lots of different um games based around the same sort of um yeah same sort of uh, type of game um and you know they sort of like click and point i guess mystery almost escape the room solving puzzles um but sort of game um but just with this really weird ambience uh well for example the most recent game in the series that i just finished playing is called rusty lake hotel with a basic setup being that the owner of a hotel of the rusty lake has um invited five guests to visit uh, all characters being different animals like so they're different you know animal people sort of thing uh basically you have to solve puzzles uh to kill each guest one by one and serve them up for dinner i think that's a fair way to describe it um now trust me it's better than that sounds um the puzzles are the type where you have to think outside the box and the storyline is almost a mix of an alfred hitchcock movie and probably twin peaks i'd say in fact it's a very twin peaksy in its vibe so um yeah i recommend you guys um yeah do a search for rusty lake and, and check those games out if you're into uh, time wasting games on your phone all right guys hope everyone is well hope things are going well over in um, your side of the pond and until next time cheers